You're listening to Saturday Night on the Circle on 93 WIPC. Welcome back to Saturday Night on the Circle. I'm your Bohemian Codger, Ethan Hatcher. Thanks for listening. Catch my podcast uploaded to WIBC.com and Saturday Night on the Circle.fireside.fm. After the disastrous implementation of the Indigo Red Line with all its associated costs and frustrations, unbelievably, it seemed that the mutilation of Washington Street for the sake of a poorly planned transit expansion known as the Blue Line was all but inevitable. Just as all hope was lost, one man authored a bill that would push the brakes on this badly designed destruction of one of Indianapolis' central thoroughfares for an underperforming bus line. Here to help explain why this bill was necessary, what it does, and its path through the General Assembly to the governor's desk is the author of SB 52. In the studio with me now, State Senator Aaron Freeman. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Okay, so for the uninformed, tell us what SB 52 is, what it does, and why this whole thing is necessary. SB 52 is simply put, and as simple as it can be, is a one-year pause on any construction on Washington Street for the Blue Line so that there can be a study on dedicated versus shared lanes so no construction would happen until at least July 1 of 2025. It is a year pause. Nothing more, nothing less. And for the hyperbolic nature about this from you know some friends on the other side of the political aisle, it seems, this is not about taking buses away. This is not about taking budgets away. It is not about doing anything to Indigo. It's simply saying, folks, before we take 60%, yes. three out of five, one lane each direction, and the turn lane in the middle. Before we take 60% of a roadway away for only buses, can we please have a conversation about cars and buses sharing lanes? Which, by the way, in the sake of finding the almighty federal dollar, right, there are federal grants available, small starts grants, for shared lanes as there is for dedicated lanes. I wish Indigo would pursue those. I wish Indigo would work with us and try to find common ground here, but so far that's not happened. So, there are a lot of blue-haired malcontents who accuse this measure of being anti-democratic. Why, in your opinion, is it necessary for the state to intervene and push the brakes on this city initiative? Couldn't be further from the truth. In 2014, there was no ability to do this whatsoever. Zero. The city and some folks, Indigo and others, came to the state legislature with a plan. And that plan originally was, as originally drafted, was we want a 10% direct tax on business downtown. I do not have to tell you the thud that occurred and the no and the oh blank no in how that pushback was, right? No way that was going to happen. The compromise was, okay, fine, we'll allow for um, Indigo to expand, we'll allow for these bus rapid transit systems, no mention of dedicated lanes, and in fact, the CEO of Indigo at the time said there's no use for dedicated lanes, they wouldn't serve a purpose here. So, never was that on the table, and in an agreement between the, the city and the state, 
Indigo would have to raise 25% of their fares from the fare box. They would have to raise 10% through private donations, and neither of which has happened. They're not close to either one. So before the state says, hey, let's just continue down this road of, you know, I mean, certainly there were certainly huge problems with the red line. There's going to be problems with the purple line. Nonetheless, can we at least have a conversation about taking away 60% of an area that I do represent, and any suggestion that I don't is just nuts. I mean, my northern border is Washington Street. I mean, on on the east side of Indianapolis. So, any kind, and you know, it goes to for me. It goes to a you know, I represent a fine group of people that are paying this tax for a service that generally they're never going to use. Very few people that I represent actually use the service. The service is necessary. A bus is necessary for those that need it. Nobody's trying to take away a bus away. All I'm saying is, can we have a conversation about shared versus dedicated lanes? Absolutely. This is in no way anti-bus, which is a horribly straw man argument way to represent the the entire bill. And I live next to Washington Street. I live very close to the intersection of Washington and Emerson, so I'm intimately familiar with how traffic operates on the east side of Indianapolis, and I frequently come through downtown to the west side of Indianapolis, and on game nights or on convention day, the one way of traffic of Washington Street is already at capacity and sometimes exceeding capacity. It's very difficult on those busy, high-traffic days when you have five lanes and you're taking away three of them for these buses and altering the flow of traffic. That's going to be a disaster. Washington Street is one of the central thoroughfare arterial lanes of Indianapolis, and what makes this city so great, in my opinion, is its ease of navigation. Your ability to cross large distances in town and get where you want to go in a relatively short and efficient amount of time. And changing the layout of Washington Street and bottlenecking everybody into two lanes where the, you know you have to have the buses have their own dedicated lanes is ridiculous. And in the portions of Washington Street <laughs> where we already do have dedicated lanes, because the red line cuts across a portion of Washington Street, I often see the buses not utilizing the dedicated lanes. This is a terrible disaster. And I, I do agree. I think it's necessary for the state to come in and push the brakes on this. Just a little bit and give it a second thought because give it a second thing because the dedicated lanes are at issue here. It's not the idea of buses, and buses can serve the community, but they can do so by sharing the road. I think the state of Indiana has an absolute uh, requirement uh, to look at and look, let's not kid ourselves here. I mean, a lot of this is being pushed from the federal government, a lot of mm-hmm. this build back better, and some of these programs. I mean, certainly to. In, absolutely true that there is a bigger dollar amount available if you do dedicated lanes. There is also a significant pot of money, not as much, but a significant pot of money available for shared lanes. My position is, if you do not tear up the middle of the street for bus stations, right, and then you don't have to do all of this, you're going to spend less money, right, not having to tear up the street. So, that smaller pot of money is going to be sufficient. Now, we also need to have a conversation about Look, 40 maybe years ago, the state gave Washington Street, Meridian Street to the city. I think there needs to be a conversation about whether that was a good idea or not. And clearly, and this is not, by the way, any 
the Hawkset administration, I'm not saying anything, and you could say, and I will, I mean, it has been a bipartisan failure from numerous mayors in the past, both Republican and Democrat, who have not had the resources in the Department of Public Works budget to adequately maintain and to bring up to 21st century standards Washington Street and Meridian Street. No question the drainage needs to be better. No question the sidewalks need to be better. No question all of that infrastructure needs to be better. The question I would pose to folks is, can the city do it? I Look, the budgets are what they are. I mean, I don't think the city has the budget to do this. The state certainly does. So let's have a conversation about who should do this and what makes sense from a financial standpoint of how to, who, who improves it. The capital city is your front face forward for the entire state. It should be the jewel of the state. And it brings us down when you see potholes the size of a car everywhere across town it's not even a particular side of town it's the whole it, it, it's the whole of Indianapolis roadways and let's also talk about what it would do for road safety when you're bottlenecking traffic and when you're over, you know overloading Washington Street to reducing it to one lane in either direction what that would do for local neighborhoods when traffic seeks an, seeks an alternative route and then goes through those uh, neighborhood side streets as opposed to using the arterial lanes that originally that kind of travel was designed for. It's no question that it's going to have a huge impact. And I've said, it would. I, I've said, look, guys, I'm a dumb lawyer. I am not an engineer. I don't do traffic studies for a living. I don't do these kinds of things. But as a normal human walking the street who drives a car, I can tell you taking Washington Street to one lane will be disastrous for the commuting public. For those of people that want their car and want the freedom of a vehicle to get from point A to point B. Look, for those that want a bus, I get it. For those that need a bus, I get it. I, absolutely, you should have your bus. Nobody's taking them away. Right. And I wish the, the hyperbolic nature <laughs> of the other side, and in particular, I mean, what is what has been directed at me is incomprehensible to me in terms of, guys, nobody's threatening anybody. Nobody's taking something away. Cars and buses can utilize the same lanes on the same road, and we will all be fine. Hell, I'll buy dinner. It's okay. Yes, no, the fever pitch of this issue has gotten absolutely ridiculous, and my socialist city council, uh, city council member, Jesse Brown, has been running around bullying businesses and using coercive tactics in order to stoke up fear about this bill. I can um, it's, I, it's absolutely absurd. I can assure you this: I've not met him. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know him. Um, he can look. I had maybe ten businesses testify in favor of the bill originally. Um, they have since back. Many of them have since backed down. Um, they've been bullied. They've been uh, called all kinds of things. Uh, they have a, an elected, an elected public official. Think about this. Yeah, an elected public official out boycotting the, threatening to boycott business. Are, are we going to go to? I mean, are we thinking about what the end repercussion of this is? So we're going to boycott business. Boycott then means businesses close. What does that do for a community? I mean, look, you're not going to bully me. You're not going to threaten me. You're not going to get me to back down uh, this past the Senate. Uh, I have a very high degree of, of confidence this is going to pass the House. And 
folks are, I mean, we have to figure this out and we have to figure out how we're going to do shared lanes as opposed to dedicated I'm, lanes. I'm glad you brought that up, though, because how are we going to get this over the hurdle of passing the House and well, getting it to the governor's desk? Look, here's, look, um, I, look, I've enjoyed working with my friends in the House in the past couple of years. This, this issue's died in the House. Uh, there's always a chance, right? I mean, anytime you're in a, the legislative process, things can happen and people can change their mind. I have a high, very high degree of, of likelihood this is going to pass the House. Uh, I'll work with my colleagues in the House. I very much enjoyed working with Speaker Houston. He has been, he's led on this issue. Um, I, I think he realizes that we have to figure this out. And everything that you said a minute ago, we are the capital city. We are the crown jewel. We are the economic engine of Indiana. And I think we have to take care of the capital city. And I want to do that, by the way, with the administration. I want to do that with the city of Indianapolis. I can work with them. They work with me. We can we can get a lot of things done if some, you know, people would just kind of get out of the way here and not be hyperbolic about this, right? But for people that want to go boycott businesses and they want to do do whatever you want to do, man. If, if that's what you think is going to do well by the city, good for you. I can assure you, I think differently. The people that I represent think differently, and you're not going to get me to back down, or you're not going to bully me getting out of the way. Well, fingers crossed, we can get this through. That'll restore a lot of my faith in the uh, Republican General Assembly. Let's do that. And if you can introduce a uh, bill that would push the brakes on the two-way conversion of Michigan and uh, New York streets, that would be great. And do something about property taxes. Come on. Let's get together and restore faith in the Republican Party, man. Hey, well, understand. I mean, I wasn't in the legislature at the time, but you have property tax caps because of Republicans in the legislature and Mitch Daniels, frankly, at the time. And we understand. I mean, property taxes, we're taking a hard look at it. 30% 30% well, on average across my properties. Like, I can't do that on an annual basis. It's unsustainable. Well, you, okay, so when you asked me the question earlier about state versus local and why does the state get involved, I'm assuming nobody's going to dispute that the state should get involved with cities that because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something, right? So your assessed value goes up. The city doesn't have to take all that money, they don't have to take all of that excess right growth there but they are so the state we're going to get involved in that and say how much of that growth should you take right and again that is a very prudent responsible thing for the state of indiana to do and the legislature to do we need to work with our cities we need to work with our locals but they need to work with us too I agree with that. Anything we can do to trim the taxes, I'm in favor of. Yeah, me too. Thanks for uh, spending time with me today, uh, State Senator Aaron Freeman. I appreciate it. Have me, have me back. I'd love to do it. Right. You're listening to 93 WIBC Saturday night on The Circle. Stay tuned.